All right, here we go. Another edition of Two Guys on Sports. Larry Hazer along with Dick Olson. Glad to have you along here this morning again, Dick. Yeah, good to be here, Larry. And uh, before I forget, I just want to mention, uh, I just seen this uh, earlier this week. The Brewers are planning on using their MB uh, yep. logo more often next I year. I just heard that on a radio show, and some people are saying, hey, do we have to go back to the 80s? But that was a class. <laughs> to me, yeah. Larry, that was a classic logo, and it takes you back to a, a great time in Brewer history. And uh, I've always, you know, ever since when when the Brewers put that logo in, that's when the franchise started winning. So It just seems like that's the Brewers. Yeah, that's the Brewers. Yeah, yep. yeah. The ball and the glove. Every time you see that logo, you <laughs> yep. know exactly what team you're talking you about. You betcha. Uh, one other note, uh, we're going to try and get Derek Gress in here next uh, next week as our Ooh, guest wonderful. on the show. He's going to talk about uh, his racing uh, season this past year. Yeah. So uh, we look forward to that. Very yeah. representative this yes. year, wasn't he? On two guys <laughs> on sports here okay. on this uh, Thursday morning. Talking level one playoff football last week. Uh, a few, I don't know if you call them surprises, there were a few six seeds beating three seeds. Other than yeah. that, really no. Yeah, upsets. I seen a couple of uh, seven and twos in the other part of the state. Yeah. But it, there's, I think it's, you know, where you have the bigger school uh, being in the lower end and they're actually a better team, but, you know, they didn't have the record. But uh, yeah, you know, three sixes, those are pretty common. Four fives. Um, you know, I said we were up at Hurley. Um, thought Loyal might play a little better, but also came away very impressed with the with the Hurley North Stars. Yeah, they got they a good really game. pound the football. Yes, they do, and they take. Uh, I guess what impressed me is the the amount of time they can take off a clock. I mean, you know, we they got the kickoff to start the second half. There, they took off nine minutes on that drive. Well, then Loyal scored twice to bring it within twenty five to twenty two, and they went off on another drive that was another six minutes. So you you can't score when the ball isn't in your hands and Hurley does a good job of that. And and but uh that said, they're really gonna have to do a good job this week because you're going up <laughs> against a pretty tough Edgar defense and um Greenwood scored twice against them, but I I'm sure that was pretty much at the end of the game when Coach uh, Sins probably cleared the bench and had some pretty young kids in there. But uh uh, it'll be a it'll be a dogfight up at Edgar this week. You've been talking uh, since the playoffs began about Gilman being uh, one of the hotter teams, and uh, they took care of Pittsville last week. Right? Yeah, they did pretty impressively. And now, you know, and I didn't know much about Almond Bancroft, but I went into their records this uh-huh. week, and they've got pretty impressive. You know, they rushed for darn near three thousand yards this oh, year. Wow. But uh, you know, it's you go into comparisons on op- opponents there. Um, Almond Bancroft beat Pittsville 26 to six, and Athens 30 to seven. Gilman beat Pittsville 24 to six and beat Athens 43 to 21. So, <laughs> you know, I said to me that looks like an even Stephen game. Yeah, right. You know, but uh, the way that Almond Bancroft took care of a pretty good Athens team last week, you have to be highly impressed, and it might be tough for the Pirates to go down there and overcome that. All right, uh, Division Six last week. Uh, I know a game we were really wondering about was the Colby Cumberland game, but yeah. Colby surprisingly enough uh, handled Cumberland rather easily. Yeah, pounded forty some forty three to twenty one, I believe, was the score. And we had heard that Cumberland has a, a excellent passing attack, and they're really built for uh, the turf field, which they have on their home field. And but uh, I think Colby went up there and probably got their running game going and their play action passing, and you, you put that big offensive line in, in motion, they can do a lot of damage. So. Well, they did get their running game because I got the stats, 64 rushes for 365 yards. Yeah, they had to, they had, you know, you got to go up there, you know, it's, 
it's like when teams played Osseo this year. You got to keep the ball out of their hands, and uh, that's what they did. And uh, uh, more power to them. Now that said, now they can turn now they can turn the page and go to Carson Park this week. I do not know what the recipe is for the win there, though. So. No. All right. Uh, there was a, almost at a one. Uh, losing last week to an eighth seed, and that was in Division Six, where Abbotsford had to come back and beat Crivis. I'm very surprised with that because Abbotsford normally plays very, very well on their home field, and to have Crivis come down there and put 41 points <laughs> on the board, um, I had looked at. I thought Abbotsford had a decent chance to come out of that bracket, but uh, you look at that bracket now, and I happened to look at it last night. Coleman, who was a sixth seed, beat Bondwell 40 to nothing. Mm, you know, for three wow. seed. And then Manitowoc, Manitowoc, who is the two seed, beat Partyville fifty-five to twenty-eight. So there's going to be some points scored <laughs> in those in those games. Um, uh, Auburndale has got a decent team. Whether or not they're good enough to go up to Abbotsford and win, we'll see. But uh, um, I think they can hang their hat on that. Crivet scored forty-one points against the uh, the Falcons this week, and and go from there. Dalton Fedick had one of the better running games uh, in the state. For that level one game, 34 carries, 249 yards, and five touchdowns, and it sounds like <laughs> yeah. he needed all of it. <laughs> yeah, I, he's he's taking up the Joe Aguilera stats from last year. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see, uh, Division Five. How about Spencer Columbus? They keep things rolling with a you know, 20 to 12 win that, over uh, me, Bloomer. That's a pretty impressive going up to yeah. Bloomer and winning. Um, and there again, the stats. I the story I seen is, you know, it was Bacon and Bauman and those boys went went to work and they, you know, a real workmanship uh, effort up at Bloomer and and but to beat Bloomer on their home field, that's really something to hang your hat on. Now again, now they've got to turn the page, and we'll see how much Spencer Columbus has grown on the year, the opening year game of the season this year. They went to Stratford and came away uh, with their tails whooped. Um, we'll see if that anything has changed this week, but uh, um, I think Stratford is going to have the win there. Yeah, Stratford is uh, they're on a mission. Uh, well, getting back to that Colby Cumberland game, I did hear the first score of the game was a Cumberland pass down the line of scrimmage. The pass actually was backwards. <laughs> Colby ended up picking it up and running yeah, it for a touchdown. First play lateral, of the game. Backwards lateral. Yep. See, and then, you know, I don't know. You know, maybe their offense is built around trickery, but sometimes you you can overthink those things a little yeah. bit. And, and uh, you know, you're playing a team as good as Colby. They, they're veterans. There are a lot of seniors on that team. They're not going to – they're going to sit there and, and stay in their lanes, and they're not going to be fooled by trickery. And, yep. you know, you get – and you play like that puts you behind the eight ball right away, and you're playing catch up all night long against a team that can really control the ball. Superior beat Marshfield last week uh, in overtime, 44-37. Tough game for uh, Marshfield going up up north. Yeah, and uh, Thursday night they had three starters, two defensive tackles, and a uh, linebacker get suspended Ooh. for fighting in the locker room, and uh, all three were good, good, mm. solid players, and. Uh, um, it probably cost them a victory going up to uh, and and they had a big lead early in that game. Yeah. I you know I think the first score we seen was like thirty to twenty two, and I can't, I was kind of I knew we had went in overtime, and then I seen the score Saturday morning was like forty four to thirty seven. Yeah. But uh, you know you never know you know you, but you hear stories that sometimes the kids beat themselves, and I guess this was one of them. So. And you know it always seems to be. When something like that happens, it's always the good kids. Yeah. <laughs> the better yeah. kids on the team yeah. are the ones that get right. yeah. suspended. Yeah, yeah. Guys, though, that should be leaders in the right. locker room right. instead, yeah. of, instead of causing trouble, though, yep. too. So. All right, so a look ahead to uh, the Level 2 games, some of them coming up tomorrow night. 
Uh, I tell you, the list really dwindles when you get to level two compared yeah. to what we had for level one. Yeah. Um, in Division Seven, of course, Hurley is at Edgar. Uh, you know, I don't know if you know if Hurley can control the ball. Yeah, you know, it depends. Can they run the ball? They put, they did play earlier in the year. Edgar beat them forty-two to nothing. So, I I don't see that changing a whole lot. Though I do think Hurley has probably gotten better. Um, you know, the big sophomore Blaney yeah. in the middle maybe wasn't full track then, but uh, you know now that they've got him going along with those guys on the outside, it might be different, but. I don't. I they might score a couple of times, but I don't see them really being a big threat to Edgar. Gilman and Almond Bancroft. You mentioned that one a little bit before. Yeah. Uh, who knows? Yeah, who right? knows? Uh, uh, I'm going to take Almond Bancroft at home just because of the way they handled Athens down there. So, so you'd have an Edgar Almond Bancroft matchup, right? Ed, Ed, Edgar, yeah. Three. So it would be the one and two, like it belongs. So, Colby at Eau Claire Regis. Colby may not, from what I heard, had Tyler Clement up to full strength when they met way back in the early part of the if, season. If that's possible and they can get him going and keep the ball out of Regis's hands, Colby runs that kind of straight-ahead attack, Larry, like we talked when Nilso played. It looked like the way to attack Regis was with quick hitters off up the, in the middle of the line. At least that's where Nilso gained their yards, and you, you get away from that lateral pursuit of Regis to stop yeah. the running game. So. And uh, the quarterback, and I should know his name right off the top of my head from Kobe, if, he, if you can do that, he is a good enough thrower to cause some threats too. So, All right. Uh, and Auburndale at Abbotsford. Now, what I've heard some people saying, uh, they wouldn't be surprised if Auburndale comes in there and wins because <laughs> Auburndale has two losses, and they're to Edgar and Stratford. Right, yeah. You know, nobody talks about Auburndale. They're, no. they're kind of no. the, you know, the third little brother yeah. <laughs> in, in the, the conference between the Stratford and Edgar, but you look at their scores and they've been respectable in every game this year. Oh. Um, no, they didn't. Yeah, they didn't score against Stratford. They didn't really do much against Edgar, but every other game and uh, they've been respectable and coach Jay Anderson really puts a respectable team out there every year. All right. So uh, level two playoff football coming up uh, this Friday night. Uh, all the games in our area are on Friday night. There are a couple I looked. Uh, I seen a couple on Saturday afternoon oh, okay. around the state, but yeah. uh, nothing in our area. Yeah. So, um, uh, there is. You know, you talk about uh, Division Six too, Larry. Yeah. Uh, on the other side, you know, Mondovia, number one seed, mm -hmm. and uh, they're they're playing uh, Darlington uh, this after they beat Whitehall fifty-four to nothing, and that should be a good matchup. Darlington is a football-rich school coming up. From you know down around the lacrosse area, and then on the other side of the bracket, you've got Lancaster, another good football school, and Mineral Point. Mineral Point beat Melrose fifty-nine to nothing, and Lancaster beat Osseo fifty-six to twelve. So yeah, it could be a high-scoring game there. So. Yeah, in the Osseo game, I was going to mention that too. Uh, Jackson Johnson still had a pretty good game, yeah. three hundred and fifty-five yards yeah. passing. Yeah, game. I would imagine they got behind early and he yeah. threw all night long. So, but and then getting back to Stratford, it's just amazing how a team. With uh, that can score that much yeah. and not allow any points. Yeah, I mean it's yeah. usually when you get a defensive team, yeah. they don't score that much. No, yeah, usually you know you've got a, probably a lot of not a lot of size, but I think they're really a blend of good size, good speed. I mean they've got a big. Uh, offensive defensive yeah. tackle uh, Barton, who's going to be playing for up in Madison next year, and uh, and then they got some tremendous guys in the backfield led by Schwabe, the quarterback. So. Yeah, they're they're a talented team. You bet. All right. Uh, also coming up this weekend, it's the 107th running of the boys cross country state championships and the 46th girls state championships at the Ridges in Wisconsin Rapids, and uh, some area teams and individuals will be involved in that. 
uh, including in Division Three, where in, for the girls, um, Savannah Schley running for, yes. uh, from Loyal. Yeah, Savannah won the sectional up at uh, Athens, and uh, I'm not sure. I don't. It's either her second or third. I know it's at least her second. It might be her third appearance at the state ter- state uh, meet. So well, she was there last year and yep. placed fifteenth. Yep, and uh, so I look for Savannah probably to be in the top ten this year. So and she, I believe she's only a junior. I believe yes, junior. Yeah, yep. yep. So and Marissa Ellenbecker of Edgar is uh, returning. She won the state title the last two years and was a third-place finisher freshman year. Yes, so she's going for the three-feet, and and it's good. Good luck to her. Could be a heck of a race. So uh, that's going on for the girls. Auburndale is a part of the Division Three field as well for yeah. uh, for yeah. the girls. Yeah, Auburndale is very strong cross country. I didn't realize that. So, but uh, good luck to all of them over at the ridges. Yep. And uh, let's see. They start at noon with Division Two girls running, and then Division One and Three will follow, and then the boys start at one forty-five with Division Two on Saturday. Yep. And it looks like it's going to be cold. Yeah, it usually is. <laughs> usually, yeah, I said you start running a race on the second of November. Yeah, <laughs> you better not expect Indian summer if you get it fine. But uh, <laughs> I think they, they do, do do them a favor by not running the races at eight o'clock in the morning. Too, yeah, though. yeah, they run them a little bit later. Yeah, I think yeah. they do them a favor there. Yeah. So. <laughs> Starting at noon is a little better than eight in the morning. Uh, baseball, I just read this today is coming back to UW-Eau Claire. Yes, uh, they're adding three sports. They're adding yep. boys soccer. Uh, and a lacrosse, maybe it was girls lacrosse. Women's lacrosse, lacrosse yeah. And then baseball. And, you know, they, they were a strong team in the, in the old WSUC for a long time and uh, had some pretty good players come out of Eau Claire. But, uh, you know, budget cuts were what they were. They had to get rid of some, and now they're bringing it back. And, and what a better town to bring it back than a baseball-rich town like Eau Claire. I mean, you, go, you walk around Carson Park, and there's just so many – Memories there of base, you know, Hank Aaron got his start there, and then uh, the Cavaliers have been there forever. And, and in the last few years, it's been the Express. Yeah. But uh, it, it's just a baseball rich town, and all uh, their Legion teams are strong. Uh, North has been a perennial power yeah. in baseball. And uh, and then you got some local teams too that other local teams that play there too. But uh, what a great town for baseball is Eau Claire. And, and one of the things they were hoping and are hoping that this will do is to uh, better retain the students around this area. Right. Yeah. You know, people. You know, kids in this area to play baseball if they want to stay close to home they almost have to go to point river falls does not have baseball i'm not sure about stout lacrosse La- I think La- does. lacrosse does whitewater and uh um platteville might yeah. but uh river falls and uh eau claire dropped it some years ago i'd like to see river falls bring it back and then you bring back the whole conference yeah. but uh it's it's a step in the right direction with eau claire and then you, then you have a good rivalry with uh point and a few others all right uh Let's see what else we got on the on the list here. Okay, I was going to bring up the USAW preseason wrestling nationals. Ah, Larry. yes, that happened this uh, past we weekend. We had uh, five individuals from the area who went down there um, that play, uh, did a great job in the grade school end of it. Pearson Fawcett from Nilsville uh, finished second in the third and fourth grade, eighty pounds. Jackson Meyer from Loyal, uh, third place, fifth and sixth grade heavyweight. And Wyatt Wolf, fifth place at first and second grade, 55 pounds. Then in the high school division, Luke Dukes uh, wrestling at 100 pounds, uh, four and two record, didn't quite place, but uh, did a great job. And then Gunnar Hoffman was fourth in the freshman, sophomore, 220 pounds. So all five of those individuals did a really good job. And then, and uh, especially Luke and Gunnar, that's their first taste of high school wrestling. And 
you know, people are expecting these guys to be big contributors for the NGL team this yeah. year, and they're both off in the right direction. And that's, uh, you're talking nationals there. They nationals. were wrestling guys yeah. from all over the country. Uh, Gunner's two losses were from Minnesota and Georgia. So, <laughs> so, and, that's and, getting your feet wet. Yeah, and I believe Luke had a loss from Missouri, and I believe one from Illinois. So Good for know, them. Yeah, so they both did a nice job down there. They're very dedicated to their wrestling. They both, all five of these kids wrestle out of the Crass Weigh-In Gym, which has an uh, uh, office up in Loyal, and, mm -hmm. uh, and they'll all be mainstays for NGL in their various ages next this coming year. So. Yeah, we're going to hope to uh, get some of the uh, coaches in here. I hope to get Scott Bryan in yeah. here on our show and talk about the high school wrestling yeah. season, which should be uh, fairly decent uh, for them. Yeah, they should. They're going to be heavy freshmen, but it's a good freshman. There are a lot of tested freshmen who have been in some pretty big meets over the year. You know, uh, you talk like Gunner and Luke and uh, Jamie Zovalina, uh, Derek Shernitz, they've all been to national tournaments. Uh, there's about 10 or 12 of them went to the state, have been to the state youth yeah. tournament over the years. So they've seen some bright lights already. You know, they're not going to be coming in with deer in the headlights. You know, yeah. you know, they, they're pretty, ex in it, they're pretty experienced. Most of these kids have been wrestling since they were five years old. So, <laughs> you know, the, the great NGL youth program. And yes. uh, I think Scott's got to be pretty excited about the next few years. I would think so, he would be. Yeah. yeah. So. All right, uh, Badgers have the week off, thank goodness. Uh, they need it. A <laughs> couple, couple of losses. So, yeah. uh, they really need to take the bye week and regroup. They've got four games about with teams in their own division coming up. I think it's Nebraska, Iowa, Purdue, Minnesota in that order. But uh, if they want any hopes of being into the Big Ten final championship game, they've got to just sweep out and hope yep. somebody beats oh, yeah. Minnesota before yep. that. Right. Minnesota does not have the, the uh, strongest schedule, but they're beating everybody bad. So, yeah, it's... Somebody's got to beat Minnesota before uh, the Badgers play them. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, the Packers, uh, it was announced this week that their Week 10 game against Carolina has been moved from a noon start to a 325, 325. game. 325, yeah. That's, that's the flex thing coming yep. in, and that, that's, a, that's a product of winning, Larry. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Yeah, they only moved them winners up yeah, to that that's 325. A product, that's a product of being 7-1. So yeah. Uh, I said, you know, I, think, I, I was surprised. You know, I was at a family gathering, and everybody, grumbling about being on Monday night and Sunday night. And I said, wow, come on, that's prime time, you know, but, oh, I got to get up on Monday and go to work. And yeah, yeah, that's the hard part <laughs> yeah. about those games sometimes. But, uh, I said it would have been a little more dis harder to go to work if they wouldn't have won Sunday night. So, yeah, but, uh, yeah. You know, good for the Packers. You know, they, I tell you what, they came out like a house of fire against the Chiefs, and then the Chiefs made adjustments, and then the Packers went in halftime and made adjustments, and I really enjoy watching this offense how they get everybody involved yeah, it yeah. is really fun to watch and i and hopefully it continues when i think when adam comes adams comes back that's going to draw more attention to him and even even open the field even wider but yeah. uh right now aaron jones is becoming one of the most exciting players to watch in the national football league right now in my opinion when he had that little flare pass and then took off i did not believe how much yeah. speed he had he yeah. outran everybody yeah he uh he started off one step ahead of that d-back and he got a little block from jimmy graham and that's about all he needed yeah. and he just he was just going farther got farther and farther ahead and and by the time they got to the goal line, I bet you that defensive back was 10 to 12 <laughs> yards behind him. So Yeah, he showed some speed that yeah. I did not think he had. Yeah, and he's such a threat you know, on those wheel routes in the passing because a lot of times he ends up being covered by a safety or a linebacker, and that's no contest whatsoever. So They're at L.A. this week? L.A. Chargers, yeah. yes, uh, in the soccer stadium. And 
from what I've been reading and stuff, expect it to be a very high Packer crowd. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it is. Usually yeah, Chargers are having, uh, you know, the Chargers moved up from San Diego a couple years ago and just haven't pulled in the, the L.A. audience yet. I think it's a, a, the, the L.A. was begging for football, but it's still going to be a Rams town. Yeah. You know, yeah. there's no doubt yeah. in my mind. So. Uh, let's see. Anything else going on? Uh, uh, just, just the Bucks started. Bucks, uh, yeah. Good, good win down in Houston, and then come home. Uh, was that Saturday and laid an egg against Miami? <laughs> yeah, that one I didn't. Uh... Yeah, they were up. Somebody said nineteen or twenty in the first half, and um, what I've been reading was it's really alarming how many fouls they're having called on them. Um, and some of them aren't even fouls. Yeah. But I'm not just saying that because I'm a Bucks yeah, fan. Yeah. I'm watching the replay. They yeah. didn't even touch them. I seen the one where Anvakupu uh, fouled out against Miami. And yeah. I, you never even touched he, the guy. He and the guy were going for position. Yeah. And there was no body count. You know, and, and he doesn't even get a call, and he's yeah. the MVP. Yeah. What happened to the star treatment yeah, in the no. league, Larry? Yeah. So, but, so. Oh, well. They keep going. Yeah. Uh, hopefully, uh, yeah. things uh, yeah. move on with them. The World Series will be done before this show airs, so <laughs> so I don't know if we can we need to talk about it, but uh, it, it's been a really weird World Series. Yes, I, I said, I said I would you know to tell me that the Washington Nationals would go home and get swept three games in a row with the team they have that utterly blew me away. Yeah. But uh, you know when Houston gets hot with their lineup, they really get hot. Yep, yep. So uh, yeah, that could very well be done by the time uh, this show airs. <laughs> yep. But uh, yeah, all right. There it is. Two guys on sports here on a Thursday morning. Yeah. Don't forget, coming up next week, uh, we hope to have Derek Gress yeah. uh, talking about the 107.5 Asphalt Rocket, his racing yeah. season. Yeah, that's pretty. It's going to be pretty exciting to talk about. Yeah, so, that's, so, so he then, will uh, join us. And then in the future weeks, we got winter sports coming, Larry. <laughs> yeah, we'll hopefully uh, get a chance to talk with some of the coaches uh, from uh, some of the teams here in Nielsville. Uh, yeah. Should be a good uh, winter season, I think. Yeah, I would think I, uh, the boys' basketball team, I think, should be pretty yeah. strong. A lot of people back and some, and some tremendous players. And, and I think the girls' team is going to be a contender in the East, too. you got, I think, the best backcourt in the league. Yeah. And, uh, and, and wrestling should be very competitive yeah. also. So. I know what the boys' basketball is not going to be a shortage of scoring. No, 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 no. no. They, they have got some scores yes, this year. And, they got plenty and they've also got some boys underneath to do the dirty work. Yep. So, so I think they're going, to be a, they're going to be an awful lot of fun to watch, if nothing else. All right, that'll do it for Two Guys on Sports here on this Thursday. Join us every Thursday morning just after 10 o'clock here on 1370 AM WCCN and 98.5 FM. Thanks again, Dick. Thanks, Larry. We'll see you next week.